0: Wisdom is holding two contradictory truths in our mind simultaneously, hope and despair. A life without despair is a life without hope. Holding these two ideas in our head is life itself. Pastor Toller, First Reformed.
1: Man, uh, what is it with you and these dark
0: movies about faith? Because they're realistic. Yeah. I don't. I, I really don't like a lot of Christian films that are like, no, pray harder. It'll be fine. Don't worry. It'll all work out. No, sometimes not. Sometimes you die. Sometimes there's persecution. Sometimes it doesn't end well. And as Christians, we should probably not propagate that false ideology of the Christian faith.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I had not seen this movie until you recommended it. Yep. And I I did really appreciate watching it. So, we're going to unpack it and tell you some of the big themes, uh, especially dealing with despair and yep.
0: hope. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And welcome to the Echo Podcast at the Movies, where we
1: are looking for truth in the noise.
0: And, and popcorn. popcorn.
1: I appreciate that. After we say and popcorn, we both roll our eyes and look away.
0: We were. I'm, I'm not pleased with us. I'm really not. You ever do something and it's not wrong, but you're just not happy that you did it? But now we're kind of addicted. We have to do it now. We keep going back. So this film is also about addiction. Addiction to despair. Despair, 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 despair. Brian, despair. So how are you doing, Taylor? I am terribly depressed. <laughs> Which is actually from the film Hitchcock's Guide to the Galaxy, and it's a robot who experiences depression. Also a great film, but we're not here to talk about that.
1: No. it's This is a movie about a car, and he gets a flat tire, so he has to get out despair tire.
0: Because he's depressed <laughs> and he needs despair, we're done. <laughs> this is a heavy film. This is yeah. about a pastor who uh, lost his child in the Iraq War, and it broke his marriage apart. He's a struggling alcoholic uh, who's pastoring a church that is clearly only there as a tourist tourist attraction he has no real direction or meaning in his life so he decides to write a journal over the course of a year and at the end of the year he's going to burn it and he starts lying to himself about what's happening in life with the journal
1: yeah ethan Hawke is his, is the actor yep.
0: his best performance i've ever seen i'm a big ethan Hawke fan and this is his best performance
1: and so his church is kind of propped up financially
0: by another church called Abundant Life and it is a what I would call a cu- a, a, a cookie cutter mega church
1: yeah probably kind of health and yeah. wealth and the
0: pastor played by Cedric the entertainer although he's never called that in the credits he's Cedric Kyle's cuz he wanted he didn't want his comedy aspect to be known with the film
1: oh yeah okay. interesting huh yeah i did not catch that but yeah, yeah he kind of plays like the big wig pastor yeah. Who's all about the program and the show and the money? Yeah, but
0: there's a great moment though, whenever Ethan Hawkes' pastor is sitting in on the mega church youth group and the kid's like, But why did my dad lose his job? Did I do something wrong that made God angry? And the youth pastor's like, That's a really good question. Uh, Ethan Hawkes' pastor, can you answer it? Because I can't. Right. And Ethan Hawkes' character really answers it in a really Theologically sound, appropriate way, which sets off another yeah. kid, which yeah, sets yeah. off another kid, and yeah, it's yeah. like, ah, oh, this is this is really fun, but yeah. it's really a film of duality, mm-hmm. of of two churches, of hope and despair, of of just these great contradicting truths.
1: So, what is it that makes the Ethan Hawke character uh, so? in so much despair, what's causing this?
0: There's a couple of things that are happening. First, there is the loss of his child. Um, He, his family was very patriotic and he encouraged his son to go off to fight in the Iraq war because Ethan Hawke's character had fought in a war, his dad had fought in a war. And so he encourages his son to follow this tradition and his son is killed. So he blames himself for his son's death So then he also blames himself for the dissolving of his marriage because his wife left because she couldn't forgive him for sending his son off to a war to die. And now his church is failing. He feels his life is kind of meaningless. It's wandering, but he still has faith and trust in God, but it doesn't seem to be doing anything. The church is not growing. He's in this cyclical cycle of self-harm in his alcoholism. So he's not dealing with these issues appropriately or rightly at all. And then a lady named Mary comes to him and says, I'm pregnant, but my husband wants me to get a divorce. His name is Mike, or not divorce, sorry, my husband wants me to get an abortion. Can you talk to him? And then we find out that her husband is really big into the green movement and protecting the earth. And he asks the question, will God forgive us for destroying his creation? And the pastor doesn't really have a great answer to that question.
1: Yeah, and to say that he's, like, big in the green movement is the understatement because he's actually been, like, radicalized. He's been
0: arrested, Mm -hmm. and then we find out that he's actually planning to blow himself up by creating a suicide vest with explosions and going to one of the uh, industry places in the town uh, that is contributing to pollution and waste and all this kind of stuff. He doesn't get to, though. Because he calls the texts the pastor and says, Hey, let's meet at a park. Mm-hmm. Spoiler Ethan Hawke comes upon his body because the boy has put a shotgun to his mouth. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of catapults the film forward on dealing with this idea of despair. As a pastor, what happens when you counsel somebody and then they kill themselves after receiving your counsel? Oof. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Yeah, so he's dealing with the emotional questions of what could I have done yep. to save his life, but he's also seeing that while this person was radicalized and unhealthy to the extreme, mm-hmm. he's also thinking about the man who who has money, who's making decisions for the church, who also works for a large company, yep. who also is uh, not representing Christ, uh, and yet he's got all the power. Yep. And he's troubled by all of it, and he doesn't really have an ally. He doesn't.
0: He's, he's very much alone. Mm-hmm. The, the film kind of attacks religious extremism, yep. but it also attacks secular extremism. It kind of makes a point that whatever you believe, don't be crazy with it. And I think that we would say there's some wisdom there, but faith always looks radical. Always, I believe in a God. That's crazy, right? That that's mm-hmm. kind of the statement that people say. So we have Ethan Hawke's character, who's isolated and alone, and in this massive amount of despair. And that's one extreme that he's just doesn't. He doesn't really change it. But now you have another character, the pastor, Silo Green—not CeeLo Green, sorry, Cedric the Entertainer. His pastor. It's on the opposite end of this extreme prosperity, big mega church, mm-hmm. full of community, no real individuals. Uh, extremism is not good. It doesn't work. And then once again with Michael who kills himself, he's going to the extreme to save the planet, at least in his mind. The extreme of demanding his wife have an abortion. That's kind of extreme in that regard. It's not kind of extreme. It's definitely extreme. And then Ethan Hawke's character, the pastor, he kind of begins to slip into that extremism. Yeah, His despair is leading him to act... Not well. He's getting angrier. He's getting more snarky. His thoughts are getting, we would say, more dark, maybe more honest. But now he's no longer listening to the truth of the gospel. He's no longer focusing on loving his neighbor and loving his community. He really kind of decides, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And he takes the suicide bomb vest at the end of the film and he puts it on under his robes. And at the 250th celebration of their church's anniversary, he's going to blow himself and everybody else who's there off the world. Yeah, unless something changes. Unless something changes. And we'll leave it at that for you if you want to watch it. Not going to spoil the ending. You need to watch it.
1: Yeah, but even in that, yeah, it's just you're kind of – he has he's such a twisted character, right? And he's so messed up, and he's so unhealthy. I've thought about how many people today, you know, it's clear that extremist groups have been on the rise, and how many people have, you know, found community in an extremist group. They went from despair and not having community or whatever to being lured into the, into something like that. But just how unhealthy it is when we feel despair and we don't have biblically grounded loving people to help us. Yeah. Where, where do you go?
0: And I think when we were talking about the hunt for the wilder people, we talked about community and it's hard to think about or discuss a film that one of the ideas present isn't community Lord of the Rings. It's about a fellowship that's helping when, you know, defeat a great evil because mm-hmm. one person can't do it. Up is about two individuals who are alone and then come together to create a community, hunt for the wilder people, somebody who doesn't want community or doesn't believe they can be in community, and now, here they are. We can't get away, as humans, we can't get away from this topic and from this idea, but this film really does explore the dangers of extreme isolation. When man is left alone to his own devices, it does not end well.
1: So one of the quote that you began with uh, says that in order to have hope, you have to have despair. Yeah. Unpack that for us.
0: So there's if we're not careful, I think we can get into a dualistic idea where there's hope and despair forever. And that's not true. They, they don't feed each other and build upon each other. But it's okay to recognize despair. We live in a sinful fallen world things are messed up. We would say that there's only one real solution, and that's not until Christ returns. So until then, what do we do? How do we live this life? Um, How do we address climate change, economic depression, job loss, suicide rates increasing? How do we deal with all of the evil, wicked, messed up problems of the world, whether caused by us or other people? And the more we think about it, it can be really despairing. We can fall into a mm. sense of hopelessness, but then that's also where hope finds its life. Mm-hmm. Hope isn't the response to despair. Hope was before despair in the character and nature and existence of God. Despair for us becomes the corruption of hope. But there's a there's a quote in the film that you really like, and it's the idea that... Um, Oh, what is it? It's um, uh, the, the Solution to Despair. What is it again? Cur-
1: courage is a solution to despair. Reason provides no answers.
0: That's a fun way to address it. Yeah. How do you deal with the darkness of the world? How, how do you go against it? With courage. Yeah. The problem is, is that the radical extremist activist took the idea of courage as, I'm going to blow myself and other people up with me. Yeah. And yet, as Christians, we would say, no, 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 the, the courage to face despair is actually hope. Yeah, and
1: to live. Yeah. To move forward in life. To raise your baby. Yep.
0: You know, to save your marriage. Uh, to, to not give up. Absolutely. And so, for us as Christians, we look at this film of a pastor who is earnestly and honestly dealing with despair. And I, I love the vulnerability of this yeah. portrayal. And I, I love the journal, because he is being frighteningly honest. He'll write something, and then he'll say, I wish I didn't write that, because here's what's really true. But then he'll say, but that's not true either. I I, I, I wanna cover up the things I don't like about me. It's wonderful, it's a, it's a hauntingly vulnerable film that will make people uncomfortable. I love it, and it makes me uncomfortable yeah. because of the earnestness with which he's addressing his despair. But the film does a really good job of showing us how not to handle despair. Yep. It's a great lesson in what not to do. Yeah, These characters don't run to Christ. No. These characters do not run to community. They don't run to the gospel. They don't run to others of the faith to receive hope and encouragement. But rather, in despair, they isolate themselves. They push other people away. And we really watch the destruction of an individual. Now, but here's the kicker. I don't think he loses his faith. I just think he doesn't do the right thing in the faith. Mm-hmm. He still believes in God. He mm-hmm. still believes in Christ's death, resurrection, the atonement. He really does believe. And that's the tension because we want to say, oh, so he's lost his faith. Nope. Nope. I, I can't say that. I can say he's definitely acting out of despair in his faith, but there's, there's always and there's still hope.
1: Yeah. What he's not doing is saying, God, I need your help and going to godly other people saying, I need your help. Yeah. And if I could echo anything back today, it's for the person who's feeling in despair that God is with you and uh, he wants you to come to him with with your troubles, with your despair. And I would encourage you and beg you to go to uh Godly people and say, hey, I need some help. I found myself wishing that he would at least go to, to the pastor, Cedric, the entertainer play, yeah. because I think he at least would have, you know, at least kind of cared for him, even if some of his views were misplaced. He at least kind of cared for the person, yeah. uh, but he just did not feel like he had anybody. And for you, I, I hope that you will you will reach out and ask for help and that God... Uh, in the midst of our despair still gives us hope, and that's what we cling to as Christians.
0: This film really tackles um, Soren Kierkegaard, his book, A Sickness Unto Death, which really deals with despair. It's a great mm-hmm. book. I encourage you to read it. It's a hard read because it was written by a 17th century Danish philosopher, so yeah. have, have at it. But he has a quote that I, that I really like from another book called Fear and Trembling, and he says, hope is a passion for the possible. Mm. I love it. Hope is a passion for the possible. And for us as Christians, we recognize despair. We recognize hopelessness in the world. Absolutely. We, we, do not, we do not blind ourselves to the suffering and the problems of evil, but we look at it in the face. But we get to address it, and we get to approach it with Christ, who has overcome the world, who has saved us, who has redeemed us. And we are not alone in our suffering and in our pain. So... The community is also a bunch of people who are suffering together with the hope of Christ. So you are not alone, even if you think you are, you are not. Absolutely. So next week, next week, we we want to
1: talk about a movie mm -hmm. titled after a song written
0: in seventeen seventy two, originally a bar song. Mm-hmm. that the lyrics were were changed and we've had some really heavy topics mm-hmm. really heavy topics community depression fear we're gonna we're gonna tackle something a little bit lighter now I'm looking forward to this we're gonna deal with slavery <laughs> we've already well, beaten this issue we have no yeah, problem yeah, this, this is no longer an issue no longer oh, we're, we're, we're go- that is not true uh, <laughs> No, but the the movie
1: Amazing Grace, uh, based off of the song John Newton and his life and the fight in England to end slavery and how that was really a biblically informed and God-inspired effort. So It's a great movie. Many of you have seen that. It came out, gosh, quite a while back
0: at least a decade
1: ago yeah and uh is a is a very accessible great movie to watch so if you haven't seen it maybe check that out and then catch us next week i'm taylor
0: and i'm brian and this has been the echo podcast at the movies where we
1: are looking for truth
0: in the noise and And popcorn. popcorn